Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey everyone and welcome to another Cultaholic Pictures video. My name is Jack and I'm joined by, first of all, Ross, how are you? Look how happy I'm, he is. I'm swell, <laughs> how are you? I'm alright, what's with your upbeat mood at the minute, Ross? Everyone thought I was depressed on the on the, <laughs> on the the podcast last week, so I'm going to be the exact opposite this week. I okay. am fantastic, how are you guys? <laughs> I'm good and Matthew, I'm joined by you as well, how are you? <laughs> I was fine, but to balance the scales, I think I'll be depressed for this episode. <laughs> I'll be I'll be somewhere in the middle. Um, now, obviously, Money in the Bank is approaching, and we have nine pitches, three each. We're going to go around in a circle, beginning with Ross, I guess, then we'll go Matthew, then we'll go myself. And remember, of course, that golden rule, it's not what you think's going to happen, it's what it's you what want you to want happen. To happen. <laughs> hey! Catchphrases, yes! so much banter going on right now now um i don't know if there's any other orders of business to talk about before we start it's weird because on the podcast we normally have a bit of a a bit of a enforced banter section but i guess that's not why we're here we're here to what get have down you had business. for breakfast today guys <laughs> i can't do this for a whole video <laughs> i've not had any breakfast yet which is a shame <clears throat> i should point out we are recording this in the morning earlier than we normally record the podcast um it's a bit like the Breakfast Club. I think I'm Molly Ringwald. Matthew, you look confused. Who are you in the Breakfast Club? I'm Johnny Vaughan. Okay. <laughs> of the Big Breakfast Club. And Ross, and, uh, have you seen the, the I'm not, Breakfast Club? No, I've seen, I've seen Big Breakfast, so I'll go Denise Van Outen. Right. Oh, good choice. So I'm the only actual Breakfast Club character. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ross, if we could have your first pick for Money in the Bank, please. First pitch, even, for Money in well, the Bank. I yeah, it's, uh, I'm going obvious. I want Tamina to win so bad on Sunday. Ten years, it'll be on May the 24th since she made her main roster debut in the WWE. Since that time, she has won one main roster championship. That was a 24-7 title. So it doesn't even really count because it's not a real title. So Tamina to win. But I was thinking, how can Tamina win? And do you both follow Tamina on Instagram and or Twitter? No. No. Well, you're missing out on all of the banter because for some reason, Tamina does these wonderful green screen promos where she's like sort of in therapy. And she's like, oh, Tamina's so nice, but she's so angry at the same time. And Bailey makes her angry and stuff. And it's just, it's all kinds of banter and all kinds of funny and all kinds of wacky professional wrestling action. 
So they don't show these on SmackDown for some reason. So I'm going to take these promos she does on Twitter and on Instagram and bring them into the storyline. Bailey will lose the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, I want Bailey to lose the SmackDown Women's Championship via Dr. Shelby getting involved in this matchup. Dr. Shelby will somehow help Tamina because that's who Tamina's been going to therapy to see. It's not been Tamina being a therapist and the client at the same time. Dr. Shelby's been there advising Tamina, who's been advising herself. So Dr. Shelby, harking back to that storyline where Sasha Banks and Bailey got sent to therapy because they're women. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dr. Shelby lost his rag in that... Um, in that scene, didn't he? he screamed very loudly because we were laughing, weren't we? We were all laughing. We were mm. all laughing, weren't we, when they completely missed the tone of the Sasha versus Bailey rivalry? Because we had Braun and Roman murdering each other, but they didn't have to go. That's besides the point, anyway. But I, Doctor Shelby, because we all love Doctor Shelby when he's used correctly, and him as Tamina's manager coming out of Money in the Bank is a fantastic usage of a very talented therapist. So there's my pitch. Dr. Shelby somehow screwing Bailey for ruining his life a couple of years ago and then going on to manage Tamina and all kinds of banter will happen in the months and years to come. What's Dr. Shelby's motivation? Has he always secretly hated Bailey and Sasha? It, it stems from that segment where Sasha and Bailey went to the, the therapy, where to Dr. Shelby's thing and he screamed at them. I don't know, I can't remember what, oh, were, they just, yeah. were they just shouting back and forth and he was like, quiet, or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. But it all stems from that. He pissed them off. He, no, they pissed him off so bad that he's come back for revenge many years later. Uh, I think I like it, to be honest, as a pitch. Even though even though I don't want Tamina to win, you've given, you've given a good reason and I've got no major issues with it. The one thing it has reminded me of is how much... I've never hated Kurt Angle more than in that in that <laughs> yeah. storyline because he wouldn't he just wouldn't let them wrestle each other like he would any other. Oh, yeah. oh it was it was he always used to say on Raw, didn't he? There's there's one way we like to do business here on Raw, and that's settle our business in the ring, mm -hmm. unless you're Bailey and Sasha. But I know why you don't want Tamina to win is because you haven't seen these promo packages. I don't know why they're not part of SmackDown. That Tamina's got banter, she's funny, and they don't let this. Don't let this be seen on SmackDown. She needs to just needs to be serious. That makes no sense to me. To me, there's a gift to this world. Um, it's a yes, a cautionary, a cautious yes from me. <laughs> Matthew, what do you think? I like the idea of Dr. Shelby being involved because he is a key worker. He will be allowed to work. So that's good strategy there from Ross. I thought of that, yeah. However, <laughs> I hope during this whole fiasco of being stuck inside that I become a smart enough person to figure out if Ross is being ironic or not when he's talking about Tamina. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm definitely not, no. The Tamina train is pulling out the station for the second time. It, it started at Elimination Chamber 2019, then stop. It hit the bricks when uh, Sasha and Bailey won the tag team titles, and now it's full steam ahead again. But if Electric a train, boogaloo. If eh? a train hits something like that and derails, it doesn't get back on the track. Ross. It does after many months of restructuring work. It's been in the, the, the place where Thomas and his friends live and workmen have <laughs> the been The island of soda. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, you know what? I like the idea of seeing how bad WWE can get during this period, just to make sure anyone's watching. Um, so I approve of Tamina Snooker winning. She looks amazing for someone who's been on the roster for 10 years or 14 years experience. Yes. 
Tamina winning the title would mean good things for certain video series on YouTube. So absolutely, <laughs> thumbs up for me. Well, Ross has got off to a flying start there, suggesting that Tamina should win. Got, we're going to keep um, him happy, by the way. So. Yeah. yeah got to do um, Ross can't hear this, but make sure you say yes to everything he says, no matter how bad it okay. is. All right, carry on, um, <laughs> Matthew, what... Um, what is your first pitch for Money in the Bank? Oh, I'm, I'm happy to be on the pitches video series again. I'd just like to remind you that I do talk a lot of crap. But last time I was on this show, I did suggest CGI skeletons at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, of course package, <laughs> Kofi Kingston did fight CGI skeletons. Just saying, just saying. So after this, I'll be doing the lottery numbers. <laughs> so uh, on Money in the Bank, there is a SmackDown tag team title match. It's a four-way match between The New Day, Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party. And this isn't so much of a pitch as it is a request, really. With the Usos out of action, due to Jimmy or Jay, who cares, injury, the SmackDown tag scene needs someone new for New Day to wrestle two dozen times a month. So can it please, please, please be Lucha House Party instead of Forgotten Sons? And I appreciate WWE's commitment to recycling rubbish very good for the planet but instead of the icw knockoffs filling the tv broadcast with their very boring we're a bit like dad's army bits can we please have the consistently entertaining Callisto, lince dorado and grand metallic actually get a push considering they have momentum because they had that great performance elimination chamber match the other month and the only reason forgotten sons have any momentum is because the earth rotates <laughs> <laughs> and that's the pitch I'm shocked. I'm really shocked that someone else is is wanting Lucha House Party to win this match instead of me. Um, it's obviously a yes from me because Lince Dorado's involved. Um, I just, yeah, I'm really flabbergasted. I can't believe it. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I was just thinking that this match might involve like third parties because obviously the Forgotten Sons have got Jackson Riker. The Lucha House Party have got Kalisto, I think, at the minute, is the one not in the regular tag team. Um, the New Day have obviously got Woods waiting to come back from injury. But then I thought, who would Miz and Morrison get in to be their third? Monroe Sky. Yeah, yeah, Monroe Sky. She could come along. Mercury. Mercury, yeah, of course. Melina. Oh. And then become MMM. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> 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 Start coming out to Hanson. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a yes from me, Matthew. I'm surprised. I think if I pitched that, the ridicule would have been never-ending, but I like it. Um, because Ross, you're a what... Chikara fanboy. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Ross, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried that the Forgotten Sons are going to win. I, I don't find them entertaining in the slightest. I, I understand we need heels in the professional wrestling. They do know for me. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I've just remembered something. <gasps> what? Right. So I don't know when this goes out, if our predictions for Money in the Bank are going to have gone out yet. I don't know when they're scheduled to go out. But um, Let's assume my, they are. Okay. Well, in my pick for um, Bailey versus Tamina, I say that, uh, and I was encouraged to say this by Owen. I'm not being a, I'm not being a, a mean person. But um, I do say that Ross would be a coward if he didn't pick Tamina <laughs> to win the match. Because... Do you pick Tamina? Do you pick Tamina? Oh, that's, that's fine then. That's of course right. I do. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, sorry, I've got that out of the way now. Um, so it's a yes from You're me. You're a coward if you don't pick the thing you like. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Ross, what do you think of Matthew's pitch? Sorry about that little aside there. Yeah, I'm all for it. Um, again, I want to see more character from the Lucha House Party. They were funny at Elimination Chamber. I don't know if Matthew was being serious when he said great performance or whatever you said earlier oh, it was on. Deadly serious. They, they had a hell of a performance at Elimination Chamber. There was a lot of mistakes, though, weren't there? Lindsay nearly died. His leg nearly fell off. Yeah, he's, he's oh, right. yeah, when he, he nearly game. dies twice a day just answering the phone. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Right, yeah. I'll, just more. Let, let them do more. There's a lot of people you can say that about on the SmackDown and Raw roster and WWE roster, for that matter. But, yeah, just let them do more. So, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, it's going really well. Um, the disgustingly right. positive pitch video continues. Jack, <laughs> what have you got for us? Um, I'm going to go for kind of a... Kind of a dual pitch that takes into account two the results of two matches. So I'm going to say that on one hand, um, right, this might be a bit controversial, but I think that Bray Wyatt should beat the uh, should beat Braun Strowman to win back the Universal Championship. Now I know that that's a that's a match that like whoever loses is really it, it's a bad matchup because the losers or the loser is going to look like a massive loser. Um, but I think that Bray should win. Which is bad for Strowman, but uh, Strowman, but never mind. And then I think that Alistair Black should win Money in the Bank, go over to SmackDown, and then cash in on Bray in some weird kind of mashup of the Firefly Funhouse match and the and the Boneyard match, some kind of hellish, hellish dreamlike cinematic match, and that can be WWE's next big production. Um, and I think that Alistair Black should probably win. And become the main eventer that he should be. Because I'm sure I'm when you know when people get called up from NXT and everyone's like, oh no, they're gonna get ruined on the main roster, or they're gonna lose all their momentum. There were two people I thought that wouldn't happen to. Ricochet, which was foolish in hindsight, and Alistair Black. I thought he's just he's gonna be like Bala, they're gonna chuck him straight in the main event scene. But they never did. So I think this is the way to kind of remedy that. Have Wyatt win the belt, have Alistair Black win money in the bank, head over to SmackDown. And do a big old dark cinema masterpiece over there. So that's my pitch. Thoughts? I like it. Uh, do you have any suggestions on what the dark cinema masterpiece would be? Um, not uh, I, just some kind of mashup of the Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match because it needs the it needs the dark aspect and the fire and all that. So and the 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 creaky noise when he sits up on his tombstone and um but then also you need you need a bit more of the firefly funhouse but then i don't know what aspects of alistair black's career can he torture him with remember that time you were good on the indies like, i don't know what you could say to him what do you think you got any ideas for my pitch no i think i'm a bit confused and i thought you could do the rematch with braun doing that and i was thinking he was going to do some sort of info wars thing about like should indie wrestlers have a second <laughs> job <laughs> so and that's all i've got no i think also back should just kick him in the face okay fair enough but i like the idea of more silly stuff and also black getting a push so it's a chugga 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 ding slightly too off center there sorry there we go I'll ruin yes. that. So let's go straight to Ross the Professional. I'm very much not a professional, but thank you anyway, Matthew. Thank you very much. I'm going to say no me, you know. Okay. Because when we get to Bray versus Alistair, somebody's got to lose that. And I don't want anyone, I don't want those two to lose just yet. I think it's a bit, I, it's, I'm still, I'm, my arse is still sore from the Fiend getting pummeled by Goldberg, so it is. 
And I don't want that sort of treatment done. I don't know why I said my arse there, but there you go. Uh, I'm still, I don't want that treatment done, Alistair. Because we haven't really seen Alistair do anything on Raw yet. So I want to see yeah. him do something before he has a big loss. And I don't want to see that loss come before he does something monumental. Beating jobbers and people like that, yes, it's impressive. It gets a bit repetitive, we all know that. Let him do... I don't know where this is going. Who did he call out on Raw this week? He called out someone, didn't he, with that thing round his neck? Oh, did he? Oh, Yeah, who was it? I can't remember. My mind's gone blank. I'll oh, do oh, it. Oh, it. No, no one remembers, so that was a good sign. No, I'll Google it. Phil Tyler. He, he looks lovely. It was a smoke-filled room. He had a nice little necklace thing. And he's gone. Both cameras have disappeared. Oh, there he is. Hello. I was just worried the cameras Hello. went off there for a second. Don't worry That's about it. Matthew, fine. how are you today? I'm grand. My camera's still working as we load up the Jackatron 5000, the ridiculously expensive Jackatron. Speak about those posters behind you, Matthew. You've changed them. Bloody the, the I have. Very specially for this, I have basically a giant p- pile of posters that I like looking okay. at and keeping and not getting rid of because I'm basically a hoarder at heart. And we have the portrait of a wrestler here with all the UK wrestlers, the Jack the Lads as Clockwork Orange. We have Jack Nicholson from The Shining, oh. who I'm apparently cosplaying as, and Kadama from Chikara. Oh, oh did he call Back out? That's Jack the Jobber. And they paid me this out? much for that plug. So, so hello, hey, hey, Jack, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, whoa, yeah. um, from what I could find, he called out AJ Styles. Yes, that rings a bell. I see. Again, well, all three of us. All three of us watch Raw. <laughs> no, I, I just haven't watched the highlights yet before the podcast. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a one yes and a one no for my for my pitch. I'll take that. Ooh. I think that's all right. Um, and we'll go back to Ross. I'm going to the uh, well, both Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, I, I'm sure we're both. All of us are intrigued about what's going to happen in both these matchups. I've I've done this pitch with the thought that one unpopular winner might happen with. I think Corbin is one of the favourites to win the men's, and I think Nye is one of the favourites to win the women's. So this pitch is with these two potential winners very much in mind. I want Vince McMahon to get involved because Vince McMahon must be behind these people if he's going to let them win the Money in the Bank ladder match. So I want Vince McMahon to basically turn into Dick Dastardly during both match. I want him to sort of usurp, might be the right word, the people who, you know, we want to win, like an Otis or a Brian for the men's. Like, I don't know, for the women's... Pick who you want to win for the women's one. Asuka. Um, Asuka, someone like that, yeah. He comes out with oil. He comes out with banana peels. He comes out with all sorts of toys from his office. It's just absolute nonsense. Like, this match probably would... Well, probably will be and should be, in my opinion. Also, the, the skies... The, the possibilities are endless in this match up here. Vince McMahon helping the... Because he fancies Corbin. We all, we've all heard this report, hasn't he? So handsome at the women want to go for a drink with him and stuff like that. And I, I guess he likes Naya's muscles and stuff like that. I, I went old Boris Johnson there. <laughs> muscles. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, to make the wins potentially of the more unpopular people more palatable, I want to see all sorts of nonsense from Vince McMahon specifically helping these unpopular people get to the briefcase atop of WWE headquarters. Fill in the blanks there. Matthew, what sort of hilarity do you want to see from Vince McMahon helping King Corbin win the briefcase? I've put him right on the spot. I don't really care about King Corbin winning because he already blew it the first time. But I do like the idea of Vince McMahon as Dick Dastardly. 
just planting all the things, the oil, the stuff. He paints a tunnel and goes, right there. <laughs> and then Asuka goes through it and goes, no. And goes, how did that happen? And then he runs and knocks his head and then yeah. tears both quads again. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro Ross's idea again. Jack, what do you think? I've got two thoughts. Oh, no. One, he needs a Muttley. He needs a sidekick. Kevin Dunn. Um, who? Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Just giggling and switching cameras. Yeah. Stroking his little head. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, just on a on a more general wacky races theme, um, isn't it? Hasn't it been pointed out before that Dick Dastardly could have easily won any of the races if he'd wanted to? He had the fastest car. He just kept stopping to lay traps. Why did he do that? He could have just won. Because it's a cartoon for kids. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Must everything, gonna... must everything from decades ago be over-analyzed by wankers on YouTube? I was going to um... ask, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> why why gonna... couldn't Nick Dastardly win? I was gonna ask who. Uh, I was gonna ask who everyone's favorite car was in Rocky, Wacky Races. But oh, I've got I'm, one. Go on. Uh, the two cavemen, because they were called the Slags. The Slag Brothers. <laughs> yeah, they were. They call themselves the Slags. No, but in terms, of, it was just to do with rocks. <laughs> they weren't. They were... <laughs> nah, they were a bit. You know. Oh, got Ross, various apps on their phone. Ross, did you have a favourite? I've got no idea what it was called, but I was always a fan of the spooky one, the one that went right high at the at the back. What was that one called? Um, I don't remember. It's been oh, years since I've seen Lucky Races. Not yeah. the Adams Family. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Lumberjack and the Beaver. They were good. Slags, Why are you laughing at Beavers? No, no, no. Um, it's a. <laughs> it's a yes. Was it a yes from you, Matthew, for Ross's pitch? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you had me at Dick. <laughs> okay, yeah, he had me a dick as well, so I'm going to go for a yes for that one. Um, and now we'll have Matthew's second pitch. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, goodies. So we go with the Money in the Bank pitch. Even though they're still on TV, that'll be on the roof. I think as soon as the rest are dropped off, obviously they're all blindfolded and whatever, kept in the big van, you know. Vince McMahon announces that he's actually hidden the Money in the Bank briefcase somewhere in Titan Towers. And the independent contractors have to make like finders keepers to go look for it. And this results in, you know, lots of walking around and people openly describing their actions, like I'm gonna go through this door and see if it's in the storage cabinet. So it'll be no different to any other Charlotte Flair match. So <laughs> not only will we get funny moments like a phone rings, then Asko will answer it in the sector. He's like, no, no. And she starts speaking that crazy language of hers, but uh, we get various cameos from wrestlers earning their money during this current inaction. Like we see Ashton Smith, sat in an office liking, retweeting, uh, retweeting WWE accounts all day. Uh, Velveteen Dream is sending emails that he shouldn't be sending. T-shirt designers Googling how to make shirts less racist. Uh, and then there'll be cameos from all those WWE legends they got lying around, like Mike Rotunda, uh, Gerald Briscoe, Fit Finley. I should point out this was written weeks ago. <laughs> and then finally, Doink the Clown. Actually, it's Apollo Crews, but no one can tell the difference nowadays. And... Wait, 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 hang on, wait, 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 please explain that joke. Because he's a joke. Okay, that's fine then. He qualified, he got a push, and then he hurt his leg, and now he's not there. I'm on on the Apollo cruise now, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Apollo. Yes. I was, I was until their idea. It's a travesty he's not going to be there on Sunday, Matthew. I feel so sorry for him. (laughs) I don't want to think that's in these banana peels. (laughs) And then after they scurry around and they can't find it, they go, where is it? Vince gets on the tannoy, you know, the towers have, and reveals it actually was on the roof all along. But by the time the mid cars goes up to the stairs, and it's like rat race, and they get the ceiling, Jinder Mahal has already arrived via helicopter to grab (laughs) it and sort off back to the Mishima Zabitsu compound. Yes, I like that. Nearly said that properly. (laughs) And that is my pitch. Nice. Um, what do you think, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I liked the pitch. It was structured like a, like an after dinner speech with the, um, the jokes. The 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 I this was written weeks ago. Joke was fantastic. So thank, thank you, you for the thank you for the presentation of the pitch. Um, I really like it. I'm worried it's similar to my final pitch, but we'll get onto that later on. It's a oh. bit different. Um, yeah. I like it as long as when Jinder's like, because I'm picturing it for some reason it's like all rainy. There's like a night, there's a storm going on at night, and that's when Jinder swoops down, and he's got like a big scarf on. That's how I'm picturing it in my head anyway. And he laughs as the helicopter flies off. Yeah, do you think he'll be on the rope ladder? You're like yoink, and then just. But then it sets up the sequel because Brian dives and catches the ladder and they don't realise and they fly off with Brian in tow. And that sets up part two. Um, it's a yes from me. I thought it's a... I like the idea. And can Vince give, like, Warriors-style updates throughout the match? Like, over the tunnel? Oh, the Warriors. I thought yes. you meant, like, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, if he wants to do it like that, uh, as well, he can. Alistair <laughs> <laughs> Black is in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like the Warriors uh, updates. Uh, Ross? 
all on board. Everything's fantastic apart from that joke about Apollo Crews. How could you be so cruel about Apollo Crews after that horrible injury you went through on Raw last week? But I want Vince McMahon dressed up like the uh, the old man on Fort Bayard up in the tower giving the updates. <laughs> That's Hornswoggle. all right. Get Hornswoggle in. His son. Yes. What was he called? Was it called Dave on Jack. Fort Bayard? Jack. Jack. No, and I remember this. I remember yep. it's because my brother used to think, because he'd always go, ha, ha, dirty den, but I was go, ha, 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 ha. Uh, tell his little assistant, Jack, the door, and he'd open it. And my brother thought that the name of the door was Jack. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so is that two thumbs up? I think it is. I'm very happy with that. We now move on to the third round of pitches. No, it's my second pitch. Oh, sorry. There we go. That's okay. Try. I lost my train of thought. It's all right. We this one's not a complicated one, though, so I can I can do this quite quickly. I, oh. Mine's to, totally the opposite of Ross's first one. I want I want um, Bailey to beat Tamina just oh. so hard. How do you so hang up hard. on this call? How do you turn this off? <laughs> I've got a reason, not just because it's Tamina and she's become a bit of a meme recently. Um, Tamima. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Tamina's been sort of pushed into this storyline. She's kind of blundering into this storyline that has loads of potential, which is Sasha and Bailey um, eventually turning on each other and having another big match that we all love. And if Tamina gets involved and wins the belt, then that's all been for nothing. So I want Bailey to beat Tamina, preferably like really fast as well. That would be funny. But I don't mind how it happens. Um, and I think that... I don't know. I think that it's sometimes nice to have a heel win. Who's the... Hang on. Who's the heel in this match? It's Bailey. Tamina's now a face, is she? Always has been in my eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, Tamina's been an arsehole. No, Bailey's been an arsehole to Tamina, isn't she? And then Tamina's just like, boof, there you go. I'll yeah. kick you in the head. But she would be a baby face completely if they showed these bloody vignettes on SmackDown. I don't know why they're not doing it. Baffling. Anyway. She's the new Zack Ryder. She is. Um, so, yeah, mine's... The, I'm not looking forward to the to the vote on this one, but mine is that Bailey should beat Tamina within seconds. Quick roll-up, belly to Bailey, something like that. One, two, three. Off she goes. Sorry. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Matthew? Um, Ah, my nose. What? Is that really your well, pitch? Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not being overly critical here, but it doesn't make any sense in regards to any storyline. Or is it just because you want Bailey to win? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you're being honest. <laughs> um. Oh no. Well, if I don't approve this one, it means I'm pro Tamina. Uh, and not pro Bailey, and that would be very bad for my Twitter feed. Uh, Why? Um, I don't think the SmackDown Women's t- uh, Division right now is any good, and this is something that gets me disagreeable comments, as I've read. So, uh, what do I is it from the do? stands? They don't like being called that, but yes. Okay. Oh uh, no. Oh no. <laughs> They're coming for me there. Yeah. Your 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 deed. Uh, yeah. So I'm liking it because I want that clout. Yes, that's right. I am pro clout, so it's a thumbs up from me. And you've your clout's increased by four points. Yes. Little stat appeared there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ross, I'm scared to ask. 
Nah, you, just, you, you, you can count to hell for this pitch. <laughs> but on, on a more serious note, though, I too want a long and varied Triple H versus Shawn Michaels circa 0204-esque rivalry between Sasha and Bailey. Yes, Matthew, I want it to last two whole years, all right? Um, but I don't think it needs the title. On a more serious note, I don't think Sasha versus Bailey, the way it's been played out, I don't think it needs the title. So Tamina winning, I don't think it's that big of an issue in terms of Sasha versus Bailey. So no, a double no. That's a, a that's double a no. Good, I didn't realize. Oh, no, he said no twice. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't expecting like an actual point. I thought he was just going to be angry at me, but he's made a really good point there. So that's that's annoying. Um, Ross, let's go to you. Look how happy he is today. Man. <laughs> um, just so happy. <laughs> um, what is your third and final pitch, Ross? Uh, men's money in the bank once again. I'm going for. So I've gone two pitches for the same match. But this has the winner involved. AJ Styles wins Money in the Bank. The lights go down when AJ Styles wins the Money in the Bank. Mark Calloway appears on the Tron. Because one of the big... Say what you want about AJ Styles coming back from the Boneyard match. Couldn't give a toss about how silly it is. I just want to know. I want to know how he got out the the grave. That's all I want to know. I thought it was a massive detail that they skipped over on Raw this week. And some people got the wrong... Because I tweeted about it a few days... Well, yesterday... And people got the wrong end of the stick going, oh, well, Undertaker can shoot lightning from his arse or whatever, and King can do all this. I don't care about the silliness of it all. I just want to know how this mortal man, AJ Styles, got out the grave. That's all I want to know. It can be as silly as you like. I just want a reason. So I'm going to give you the reason here in this pitch. Mark Calloway appears on the Tron. He says, Uncle Al, you've done it now. You've gone and made Daddy proud. Boom! Fire everywhere around WWE HQ. Undertaker and or Mark Calloway then says, you've been a good boy, Uncle Al. I'll let you watch my new documentary that's airing on the WWE Network following the Money Bank pay-per-view early. You can have exclusive access. Then the show... <laughs> Sorry. But then he goes, yeah. But you can give the briefcase to me now. The show goes off the air there and then. That's how we <laughs> end. You can give the briefcase to me now, Uncle Alan. The show goes off the air. We get to Raw and Undertaker heads for the ring and under, uh, explains that Alan was let out of the grave by the spirit of the Undertaker and he's now a dead Mack truck walking. Oh, my God. Styles is now a zombie. This is what we're seeing. Styles is not a living being. He's just a spiritual thing. He's not a real man. How do you get out the grave being a mortal man? That's the point I'm making here. He's now part of a ministry and he's working on behalf of the Undertaker who is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Where that goes to, I have no idea. But there's my pitch. AJ Styles being a zombie-esque thing working on behalf of the Undertaker. It keeps the Undertaker on TV. We can, oh, we, wait, I don't want to see too many per year, but we're going to have more cinematic masterpieces like the Boneyard match was later this year. Survivor Series time, one more this year, I don't know. Have that be where he cashed in the briefcase somehow, some way. But there you go. I just want a reason for AJ Styles getting out the grave, and that's my reason that I came up with about 10 minutes before we came on the air there. Uh, I'm assuming... Just before we get to the the actual response to the pitch, I'm assuming that Styles is doing a bit of a Captain Jack Sparrow, where he, in the first Pirates of the Caribbean film, he's legend. There's this whole story about him getting off an island, and no one knows how he got off this island. 
and there's all these myths about like oh he rode two sea turtles to the next island and it turns out he just waited and got picked up by a boat i'm guessing the club <laughs> dug him out or something yeah, maybe they yeah, and in the process they died or something like that. Because they were from exhaustion, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, why, that's why we haven't seen them again. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so, sorry, at the end, who cashes in? He's given the briefcase to Undertaker. So, right, AJ, we don't know this while the match is going on, but it turns out that AJ Styles has been working and wrestling mm. on behalf of The Undertaker, who is... It is revealed on Raw to be Mr. Money in the Bank. Or at the end of the Money Bank pay-per-view. That's how the show goes off the air. You can give the briefcase to me now. Thought this out wonderfully, I have. <laughs> um, I'll go Matthew first. Well, first of all, I thought the whole thing with pitches was to be a bit silly and not to actually predict what WWE are going to do on <laughs> So I'm in two minds if I should approve of this or not because I can see this actually happening. Never mind the... Um, can you? <laughs> The, the dick gadgets and all the stuff from before, like, yeah, that's that's well thought out and does address some issues. I like the idea of AJ Styles as Undertaker's stand, you know, doing the hard work for him. Uh, yeah, and, and I want to keep you happy, of course, Ross. We'll see. You're calling it. Re- re- repressed, not depressed. <laughs> uh, it's an easy, and even better, actually, zombie AJ Styles, you know, will eat your brains, but they have to be Kentucky fried. I mean, there's so many possibilities, so... <laughs> Dunna. Thank you. Um, I've I've got to give it a yes as well. I think it's a, a wonderful story. It's got elements of Hollywood, in my opinion, to it. It's quite quite cinematic. Um, what? Just I'm giving it a yes, but just out of interest. Uh, who would undertake a cash in on? Oh, I mean the Bray Wyatt match is what we all want to see in terms of the double. What I call it, the fire bone. The fire bone fun match or something I called it in a tweet after WrestleMania. Amalgamation of the two cinematic masterpieces we saw at WrestleMania 36. That one. Okay. There yeah, we go. Well, it's Survivor Series. That's what we'll see. Is that three yeses for you there? I don't know. I think you said no to Tamina, did you? Or did you say yes? I can't remember. No, I said yes to it. I said yes. Get in. I'm so happy. Ma- Matthew, I think, said no. Maybe. I oh. said yes to everything. Happy Ross. <laughs> happy Ross. Happy life. Uh, Matthew, what's your last pitch? It's kind of on the same vein, actually. I'm glad that we're on the same thing. Uh, because of the success of the WrestleMania pre-taped Fanny Fest, that was Undertaker versus AJ Styles, I think <laughs> to keep the momentum going, that AJ Styles should die every super show. <laughs> like Kenny! <laughs> and especially at Money in the Bank, there's so many different ways that this could happen. He could get thrown off the towers and do a flip in midair like it's the TNA lockdown super show. He could, you know, go and shake Sonya Deville's hands and he'd just melt. Uh, and that's just on this show. Wait, why is Sonya Deville something? Because she's gay. Um, because... Oh, because it's AJ Styles, right, right. <laughs> so I forgot we were dealing with AJ Styles um, here, sorry. At SummerSlam, he's wrestling Drew McIntyre for the title. He's hit the Styles Clash. He's hit the phenomenal forearm. He's hooked the leg. One, two, and then a bolt of lightning strikes down from the heavens, leaving nothing but a pile of ash and two shoulders that Drew McIntyre then hooked the leg. <laughs> and every time it looked like the, that's how the show got off the air. It's just a pile of ash or splayed out AJ Styles, and it just looks at him and he goes, "Go, dang it!" <laughs> and then the the logo appears in the, the corner and that's how you know the show's over and this comes back on Raw no explanation yeah <laughs> I was this close this close <laughs> before I got Ebola 
Damn you, Bray Wyatt, and you're a bowl of syringes. You know, and I, oh. I think this will be the next gimmick. And that's I the love pitch. that. Yeah. It's a firm yes from me. I love the mm. comic potential of it. I love the suspense, waiting every every pay-per-view to see when Styles is going to die. Could it be early on? Could it be late on for dramatic effect? Because sometimes sometimes it's got to be really early on just to be funny. You just get to send it the ring. Wait a minute. Oh, never mind. It's just that, <laughs> that, that shot where they have them walking in the building with their bags. He just gets mowed over by a car. <laughs> Earlier today. <laughs> uh, oh, oof. AJ Styles turned into a pizza stain. <laughs> uh, it's a yes from me, Ross. It's a massive yes from me. Uh, what I'm intrigued, Matthew. What would the line from South Park Scott? They killed Kenny, Kenny, you bastards, etc., etc. What would the commentary line from WWE be for AJ Styles? No, I don't think they should oversell it. They should. Oh, and AJ Styles died again. Uh, after this, stay tuned for a Dairy Queen <laughs> advert special. And it's just, WrestleMania that's 15. It. Yeah, completely undersold. Like, oh, I just AJ Styles' spine was ripped out from his head first. Coming up next, Tamina Snooker. <laughs> uh, um, uh, that's yeah, I love that. That's brilliant. Um, so we're all pro AJ Styles dying. <laughs> cool. There we go. Someone add him. Um, mine is um, similar, similar as well in that it, it borrows heavily from pop culture, like yours and Ross's both do, sort of. Um, mine is more in the vein of like an, the two Money in the Bank ladder matches are, are happening simultaneously from what I've from what I understand. Um, so that gives us a lovely big cast of characters to work with, and that's why I think that these matches should start off normally with everyone fighting and maybe forming little alliances and staking out different parts of the building, and then <clears throat> it slowly becomes apparent, like it does in like all the best action films in this sort of genre, that it's not a competition. It's a conspiracy of some sort. And obviously Vince McMahon's like the shadowy office figure who's made this into a conspiracy. Um, the, the part where my pitch falls down is that obviously once all the wrestlers start working together to foil the conspiracy, I, I don't really know what the conspiracy is because in my mind it should be that it's not real and it's all a show and there's people watching it, but they know that anyway. So I don't know really where to go from there. But I just like the idea of the winner eventually, probably Daniel Bryan in this scenario, staggering into Vince's office all bloody, slamming the briefcase down and being like, where's my prize? And Vince is like, you fool, there was no prize after all. And he flies off or whatever and Bryan's got to chase him. I want it to be a Hollywood action. I want it to be like the Hunger Games where it's all controlled by a shadowy thing. The problem is, and I'm devastated I'm ending the video this way, I don't know what the conspiracy would be. I don't know what wrestlers are self-aware anyway. It's so an what, insurance scam. That'll do. That'll. There we go. Yes. Yes. The building. Vince flies out. Building explodes. Yes, the building's ready to blow. Um, yeah, that's mine. But I'm I'm devastated that your two pitches were along a similar sort of line, but better, which is a shame. I should have really not kept myself for last, but what are your thoughts? Well, you've got half an idea, and, you know, I'll you know, give you the... Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you. Don't be so down on yourself, Jack. 
it's, oh, yeah, there's, there's, an ev- there's an evil conspiracy, and somehow, like, the storyline is that WWE is an evil empire. I'm like, I'm sorry to break it to you, Jack, but they are pretty <laughs> evil already. There's there's no need for any storyline bollocks. It's uh, And if you don't believe us, you should go on this website called Cultaholic and scroll through the new <laughs> Just saying. So I'm going to give you a half a, half a thumb. And it's what you deserve, but also you'll get the Street Fighter reference, so yeah. it's all right. I'll meet you later on. They come. Now you look the... like a proper cultaholic trooper. Nah, you're not yeah, getting the yeah. thumbs up. Um, but he turns so... it at the end. Oh. Nah, nah. Yeah, well, you have to tune in next week then. Yeah. And any excuse to talk about the crazy C-O-N spiracies in WWE. So, you know, good. it's a condescending pat on the head from me. What do you think, Ross? I'm going to go for a yes as well. It just depends what that conspiracy is, isn't it? I reckon yeah. we could go down the line of like, Vince McMahon's upset with the bad PR WWE's received after all these uh, releases and furloughs or furlongs or whatever Matthew likes to call them. <laughs> so I like my version better. He's like, oh, we've, we've picked 10 people we want to release, but we don't want to release them the conventional way for fear of bad PR. So let's lock them all in a building at the same time and set that building on fire and just kill them all. Oh, do the, do the money in the... Do the money in the bank wrestlers find the released ones in like a room as like hostages <laughs> that's a bit yeah. dark is that running man's <laughs> scene where they go wait isn't that alistair black last season's winner so he goes last season's loser <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm on board uh, with the conspiracy because then we can spend the entire summer trying to work it out mm-hmm. cheers get in so after a very undeserved yes vote there i think or half yes um, that brings us to the end of the nine pitches. Um, Ross, I'll go to you first because you are you're just so buzzing to be here. I am beaming. Um, are you excited for Money in the Bank this Sunday? It's the most excited I've ever been for a Money in the Bank pay per view. I'm not even being um, funny either. I just can't wait. After the Boneyard and the Firefly Funhouse match, I can't wait to see what they do with the the two briefcase matches and obviously Tamina ending ten years of pain or hurt. Yeah, quite retiring. <laughs> Um, Matthew, are you excited for the show? Do you get excited for wrestling anymore? Uh, good wrestling, yes. Okay. Uh, sadly, due to the lockdown, I've been enjoying what's known as normal TV uh, a lot more than I usually Ooh. have. And I've been reminded about the glory that is things like The Last Dance, uh, The Alabaster Arc of One oh, Piece, and all the other great the things around TV. Yes, loving it. Isn't Michael Jordan a fascinating... Sorry, we'll get onto this later on. I mean, it's is, not. But this is the point. It turns out, outside of wrestling, where things are normal, it really sucks if you bother to pay attention to these things and then try watching WWE. (laughs) And you're like, oh, this is crap. Mm. Oh, so no, Money of the Bank is just for taking the mick out of. I do not care about (laughs) WWE at all right now. I am formulating these opinions and thoughts just (laughs) just for content. I put more thought and attention in which poses I'm going to put up for this than I do about anything Money in the Bank related. Herb Abrams has just had a documentary about himself on Vice. Screw WWE. Screw all wrestling. Boo. Screw wrestling. The message uh, is so, so it should be a good show. Should, should be a good show. I'm looking forward to the tag title match. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Ross, have you got anything to plug before we say our goodbyes? Uh, no, I'm just appreciative of all the efforts WWE go to in the midst of this global pandemic. Matthew, anything to plug? <laughs> I, I noticed there was a new Botchamania out. Yeah, there is. I've not watched it yet, but I'm going to soon. Oh, so oh is that how yeah. it is? 
Um, but Isaiah be... Thomas, right? Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Gustavo Fring of The Last Dance. Anyway. Oh, nice, um, nice. It's not my reference. I saw it on Reddit. Thank you very much for watching uh, our nine pitches video for Money in the Bank. Uh, I've been Jack from Cultaholic.com. Thank you to Matthew and Ross for joining no us as well. Ross is so happy to be happy here. Happy, Ross. Um, look out for all of our coverage of Money in the Bank this week and in the aftermath of the show. Enjoy the show, which is, of course, on Sunday, and we'll see you very soon. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 